0: Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk.
1: Hello and welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, I'll explain how I went from viewing an ad on Facebook to having a firearm on my desk. Plus, I'll take you inside Wimbledon 2023. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. I'm not on threads because obviously uh, it's not available here in the EU, which is disappointing, but I do understand it because of the data protection side of things. Now, I think this is all going to move. I'm not going to delve into it too deeply right now. If you are listening outside of Ireland, if you're in the UK or the US and you've tried it, i'd love to know what you think Uh, as i said there the email is techtalk at newstalk.com but we're going to kick off this week's show with something a little bit different because around two months ago an irish facebook user took to twitter to share an ad that appeared on his facebook wall the ad was for a foldable concealable gun now you can click on an icon next to ads on the platform to see why it's appearing in your feed and this time it said to him that it was because he was in Ireland and he had shown an interest in fishing. Straight away, we here in Newstalk were intrigued by this because the law is very clear in Ireland when it comes to firearms. There's what's called the Firearms and Offensive Weapons Act 1990, which says that you must hold a valid license to hold or possess any firearm and you're only able to do so for certain purposes. In no way can you obtain a firearm in Ireland for personal protection. So I went down a bit of a rabbit hole and I managed to track down this ad and the website that it led me to instantly show pricing in Euro, but there were no age checks, no questions around my holding of a gun license or otherwise. So I went through and added it to my cart and bought it with my PayPal in a matter of minutes. It cost around 50 euro and I received a receipt along with a tracking number. Now, it's worth noting at this point that I got onto Meta and flagged this ad with them. They confirmed with me that ads of this nature were not allowed on its platform anywhere in the world as it violated its dangerous ads policy. And the initial ads that I saw were removed. I then, because I had my confirmation number from the website after buying the gun, kept an eye on the tracking. But within a matter of days, the website that I bought it from disappeared entirely. I got a 404 error and the email that was on the bottom of my receipt was just giving me bounce backs. So I went into what's called the PayPal Resolution Centre and I flagged that the device didn't arrive. And the retailer got back to me to say it would come, so just be patient. I'll be completely honest with you. I kind of forgot about it as the weeks went by until one day I was opening my post and I picked up a white A5 sized envelope, you know, one of those bubble envelopes. Uh, I was sitting at my desk in the middle of the floor here in Newstalk and I saw that the gun was inside, inside a little Ziploc bag. There was no box. There were no instructions. There was nothing. And I'll be completely honest with you. I was quite shocked uh, when the penny dropped and I realised what exactly it was. Because to the untrained eye, it looked to be the gun that was advertised on Facebook. It was a foldable firearm that had a trigger when unfolded. But it could be made into the size of a number of credit cards stacked on top of each other. Uh, We called the Gardaí and very quickly they sent a detective to the office to collect it. That detective took it away in an evidence bag and Gardaí are now carrying out tests to see if it is a legitimate firearm or an imitation firearm. Something that I didn't know before all of this but I know now is that the legislation I mentioned a second ago the Firearms and Offensive Weapons Act 1990 was amended in 2009 to include the following line it would be an offence for any person to import, manufacture, sell repair, test, expose for sale or possess for sale, repair or test by way of trade, of business, any realistic imitation firearm, unless they are registered with the Department of Justice. So the upshot here, excuse the pun, is that regardless of whether this is a viable gun or not, It should not have been for sale nor in the possession of somebody in Ireland without a license. I spoke to security analyst Declan Power about the distinction between a legitimate and an imitation firearm. But I started by asking him to explain the significance of a .22 calibre gun, which this device purported to be.
0: Well, a .22 calibre uh, weapon is at the, the lighter end of firearms, but it can kill you uh, in the right hands. And, it, and they don't have to be terribly skilled hands. I suppose the way we put it, it's as basic as this. If you wanted to do damage to somebody with a .22 calibre pistol, you just need to be up reasonably close to them and be able to point the weapon and fire. If you're holding it to uh, their head, you can kill a person outright. Um, If you're holding it to uh, a part of their body where there are important organs, like the heart or whatever else, You can kill them outright. Now, if there's a bit of distance involved, if it's not a a straightforward just point and fire situation, its uh, lethality diminishes somewhat uh, because it's not a very powerful round compared to uh, a higher calibre round such as 9mm, which would be standard in police and military uh, pistols, uh, sidearms, uh, or uh, higher again, 5.56 calibre, which would be used in military assault rifles. But Nonetheless, uh, as anybody out there who's listening, who, may, who has weapons such as shotguns uh, or rifles for uh, you know, managing their, their, their land from uh, keeping it free from vermin, a .22 rifle with a little bit of expertise is, uh, is a lethal weapon and a .22 pistol is a lethal weapon.
1: Do you have any insight into what makes a viable device? And I know that may be a stupid question, but I don't know anything at all about guns. So how or do you have any insight into that? the process of what's a viable firearm versus an imitation firearm?
0: OK, well, the standard uh, weapon, be it a pistol or a rifle, we'll say, and uh, uh, slightly different uh, from shotgun operations, but... Essentially, all weapons require a a firing pin and they require a working mechanism, sometimes referred to as the action, which are the series of parts that house around the firing pin. So when you see somebody cock a weapon, uh, what they're doing, whether it's pulling back the hammer on a revolver or pulling back the cocking handle on a rifle, what they're doing is partially it pulls the round, the bullet out of the magazine, brings it into the barrel in a position to be fired. And it also brings the uh, working action, the firing mechanism, which houses the firing pin, back into a position that when the trigger is pulled, it is released with force. The firing pin comes to the fore. It impacts against the base of the cartridge of the bullet, causing an explosion, gases are formed that propel that bullet at speed out of the barrel. The longer the barrel, the further the bullet will travel. If they're spiralling on the inside of the barrel, it'll give the bullet more direction. So essentially what makes a, a, a weapon, a pistol or a rifle uh, viable is the addition of the firing pin and the firing mechanism.
1: Is it possible to retrospectively insert a firing pin or the action mechanism into a device,
0: if the device, if the if it has been designed as a weapon, uh, primarily and is just missing those parts, then it is possible to to get either to get the the parts or to have somebody who is a skilled armor make the parts uh, and put them in. Uh, Certainly, if it has been designed as a weapon, um, it should be made viable by just the addition of those parts. If it has been designed purely as an imitation firearm, that may not be possible. Or if it's been designed as a replica firearm, it may look like the real thing, but it may not have the actual uh, housing and space for those those items that I've just mentioned.
1: Okay. Why would somebody be the a bad actor or a good actor why would somebody want an imitation device
0: well an imitation device in the world we live in it, it can be very useful if uh, you uh, you use it appropriately if it looks like a a weapon and people are used to seeing weapons on television they're used to seeing firearms uh, conform to certain standards to certain looks and uh, if you've got a uh, an item that looks like that, uh, then you can uh, hold it, handle it, uh, threaten people with it. People aren't going to want to risk the fact that it. Uh might be the real thing. And uh, people are used to seeing firearms, as I said, on television. So if it conforms to people's expectations, this is why uh, in a, there was a certain period, particularly in the 1970s, that a lot of robberies were uh, successfully taking place because people were using starter uh, pistols from athletics competitions, because they looked very much like uh, a small snub-nosed uh, police revolver, as people would have seen in detective shows from uh, American television. Uh, so the, it's the same with knives I mean if you have a knife that looks like the real thing and it's it's plastic you know you will be able to use it and not everybody there's very few people myself included who are going to take the risk of um, assuming that that weapon isn't the real thing, and I would be more familiar with weapons than most. Uh, there are a few things that sometimes can give it away. I mean, a repli- some replica firearms will be uh, soldered or welded uh, so that the barrel will be blocked up, and you can, if you l- look at it, you will probably see that. Uh, there are other other things that can can give it away. Some uh, around the mechanism, or around whether there's a, a safety catch. But I can tell you, if you're in a stressful situation and you're a shop assistant, somebody has burst into you and they're waving what looks like a pistol around the place, uh, you will not be thinking about trying to check those details, and nor should you. You should operate on the basis that it's a real pistol. And I've, I've been in a few situations abroad, mainly in Africa, where I've seen sometimes uh, people using a, either an inert weapon or a, a fake weapon uh, to good effect. But to be honest, actually, in those parts of the world, there's no shortage of, of the real thing. But uh, I, I suppose I should say in Ireland, I've heard of cases too where people have used toy guns because some of them look so realistic. Mm. Uh, and again, it's the intent and it's the, the the individual using it. So if you're dealing with somebody who appears to be competent in the way they're holding the weapon, uh, if they're uh, aggressive and threatening, you know the, the imitation firearm is the icing on the cake, mm. and so that so it is an offence you know to have an imitation firearm. But there are some things that aren't actually designed to be imitation firearms. As I said, they could be toys, they could be starting pistols, and it's very hard to keep all those things in check if somebody has nefarious intent. But if you have a weapon that can be rendered active by the addition or uh, the amendment of something, uh, there was a situation where. Pump-action shotguns being sold in this country. Uh, they were designed to fire I think it may have been eight cartridges that you could load at a time and then according to the law here that, it, it, that was limited to four so there was a, a type of stopper put in And most people accepted that. But there were people who were very able to adjust that and to make those weapons fire the eight cartridges illegally. Mm. Um, You will always have people that will, if they can get their hands on weapons, that will make them viable, uh, that will know people who will be able to make the necessary adjustments or create the necessary element. So it is something that is to be taken very seriously by law enforcement and by those authorities that uh, monitor what comes in and out of the country.
1: So would you say that it's concerning that Newstalk were able to find the ad for a firearm on Facebook, order it for €50, have it land into Marconi House and open it on a desk in an open plan office with no red flags cropping up along the way?
0: Absolutely, because uh it's the simplicity by which you were able to get it and the cheapness by which you were able to get it. So somebody who may be in a, you know a sensitively a sensitive state a, a going through a psychiatric episode or who has nefarious intent or a, you know a, a grudge against somebody uh, that decides they want to engage lethal force and they find that they can go online and commence a process that has a weapon posted to them without much trouble without much uh, difficulty or obstacle and then i would add to that having seen uh, the the pictures of it a weapon that is parceled up so easily and it would fit in your back pocket like a wallet uh, that it wouldn't draw attention even to the point that if you were being frisked by a policeman you know who mightn't be familiar with those particular firearms could easily miss it Uh, So, I mean, it it renders all kinds of interesting questions. I would be interested to know, do the materials and the structure of it, would they show up in scans? Would it be something that you could take through an airport? Would it be maybe even more disturbing, something that you could uh, manage to get into a a courtroom, Mm. for example? Even though I know the courts have really improved their security. But if it's not recognisable, this is the additional element to this, is that it is a lethal firearm when assembled, uh, uh, from what we can see of the... uh, of what they're advertising, and uh, in, in this, your particular case, you'd be interested to know what would it take to be viable? Like, would it be just the addition of a firing pin? Or is there some bit of the mechanism missing? But if you, uh, if you assume for a minute that you, there are ones that you can get that uh, are, when you assemble them, they're viable, the fact that it's not easily recognizable as a weapon in its disassembled state is a, an additional factor in making it uh, something that we should take note of and increasing its potential for lethality and danger.
1: Mm. Um, The firearm was handed over to Angharadhyay O'Connor last Wednesday evening. Uh, Obviously, their uh, Ballistics Department carried out the tests. Even if it's not a viable firearm, could I have done some damage if I had gone out and attempted to fire it on my own, if I'd gotten my hands on ammunition? Is there a danger in having an imitation firearm like this that's deemed not to be a viable gun?
0: Not if there wasn't a firing pin or a mechanism, firing mechanism in it. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to, even if you were able to load ammunition into the magazine, it wouldn't have been operable. But uh, it would have been dangerous from the point of view of what you could have done by pretending it was a firearm mm. uh, you know, and, and using it as a way to threaten other people. And uh, you know, curiously enough, when it's assembled, it, you know it conforms to what people would expect. It's small but it does look like a, you know, a lethal weapon. So, yeah, without the firing mechanism, it, you, you wouldn't have been able to do any damage to yourself or others other than what you could pretend to do. Mm-hmm. But as we know, there's a track record of that. If there was a firing mechanism or if it could take, uh, you know, if there was the housing or the, the space for a firing mechanism or that uh, the mechanism was just missing the firing pin, well, then you're really only one step away from it being turned into a lethal weapon. And depending on how connected you are or how you go about it, or perhaps even just going on the net and going for a ser- doing a search to see could you buy the relevant firing pin. Mm-hmm. It's so easy now you, for people to look things up on YouTube to find out how to go about getting um, access to things or making things uh, that if a person has enough intent, they could probably find what they need and uh, make the weapon viable, make it operable.
1: That was security analyst Declan Power. Now, there's just another few quick things I want to flag here. So, number one, ads for the exact same device reappeared on Facebook Ireland ads library. They were there as recently as 1.30pm on Thursday. And they were only removed once I drew Meta's attention to them. The advertiser's advertising ability has now been disabled. While Guardi are still investigating this case, we do know that the brand of firearm this device purported to be does actually exist. We're not mentioning the name of the company just, you know, to try and be as responsible as possible in our reporting. Uh, but from my research, I found that the device that I ordered and that I received, it could well be an imitation gun because the legitimate company has the following post on its website. And this is all in quotes. If you have purchased a device name from some website that shipped it to your house for twenty to50 dollars you've been had, firearms cannot be shipped right to your door. Yes, these scammers are using our photos. No, we aren't affiliated. Yes, we've reported them to Facebook. So it's very clear from the legitimate companies' side of things. Uh, there are still obviously a few questions that we have, particularly around the online advertising side of things. The Digital Services Act places more obligations, particularly on what's called very large online platforms to take responsibility for ads on their platform the bulk of these obligations center around the safe harbour system of needing to be notified but they do have the obligation to maintain a transparency register for the history of ads we are going to continue to stay on this story um, and we will bring you the updates when we have them from the gardee but it's another clear very stark reminder just to be wary of what you see online if you're shopping online Verify that websites are legitimate. Verify that what you're buying is legal in the country where you were buying it uh, before you hit buy. And if you see something on any platform that should not be there, just hit report. We'll be right back.